Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. In the New Covenant, we have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by a new and living way. For so long, I was just always reaching out towards God. Where are you, Lord? But when I heard Andrew's message, it was just like the light bulb went off, and I just like knew God is here with us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing a series that I started two weeks ago. This is the beginning of my third week teaching about lessons from Elijah. And I'm about halfway through this series. I've got a book on this entitled Lessons from Elijah. I've got it in English and Spanish. We've got a study guide. We also have CDs and DVDs that were taken from our television broadcast. And I tell you, I've said this during this series, but uh, just to refresh your memory, I know that not everybody watches every single day. Uh, the Scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that all of the things that were written under the Old Covenant were written for our instruction so that we could learn through them. And one of the reasons so many people make mistakes, and it's just like uh, they have no history. They don't understand what has happened before, and they have to go out and learn everything by their own hard knocks. One of the reasons that happen is, happens is because we ignore the lessons that are in the Word of God and that are taught us very clearly about people. So this is what I've been doing with Elijah, and we've already covered a lot of material. I tell you, one of the greatest things that the Lord has shown me is a teaching that I call A Place Called There. It's involved in this teaching. It's in this book, if you would get it. And God doesn't send our provision to where we are, but rather to where He called us to go. It says in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 4, uh, the Lord told Elijah to go to the brook Cherith, says, I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. If he would have stayed where he was and not obeyed God and have taken that step of faith and gone, God would have still sent his supply there. He says, I have commanded the ravens. So they were already on their way, but he wouldn't have seen it. And from his perspective, it would have looked like God didn't take care of him. But the truth is God is faithful. God always takes care of us. It's never God that misses it. The problem is sometimes we aren't all there. We're too much here. We haven't gone and obeyed and done what He told us to do. And then on our programs last week, I was talking about where Elijah called the prophets of Baal together and he had a showdown on Mount Carmel. And he says, let's put a sacrifice on an altar, put what wood underneath it, but don't put any fire to it. And then let's call on God and let the true God, the God that can answer and demonstrate His presence by raining fire down from heaven to consume the sacrifice, let Him be the true God. And all of the people said that was a good thing. It didn't say that the prophets of Baal said that was a good thing, but the people said this is a good thing. And you know, there's a parallel between this and our day then I believe that the people are looking for God in reality. They are looking for God to manifest Himself in some real way. But many times the preachers are the ones that hinder this because it's either, you know, uh, I can demonstrate that God is real or if, if I step out and start speaking that God is real, that God is going to heal your body and meet your needs and deliver you and God will do these things. If you start speaking that and it doesn't come to pass, then you look bad. And the sad fact is that a lot of preachers 
are just proclaiming that God doesn't do these things today. And uh, that's kind of the way the prophets of Baal were. They didn't think this was a great idea because they knew it was either put up or shut up, and they didn't want to do this. But the people said, man, this is a great deal. So anyway, they had to go along with it because the people were in agreement. They uh, called on... The prophets of Baal called on their God all day long, and Elijah even got to mocking them and saying, maybe he's asleep, maybe he's in a journey, you have to yell louder, and he mocked them. They went from morning until night trying to call on Baal. They even cut themselves, threw themselves on the altar like, you know, here, I'll sacrifice my life, if Baal, if you will just send the fire, and nothing happened. And so finally, Elijah repaired the altar. You know, each one of these things I'm saying could be expanded on. I talked about this last week, but the fire of God doesn't just fall indiscriminately anywhere. There has to be a place dedicated to God. The fire of God doesn't just hit everyone because not everyone has committed themselves to God. But when you make yourself a living sacrifice and you lay yourself on the altar, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 1, that's when the fire of God falls. That's when you see the power of God come in a person's life. And so he repaired the altar, made a place for this sacrifice. Then he put the sacrifice there. He poured barrels of water on it, soaked the sacrifice, the wood, everything, so that nobody could say that this just happened, you know, accidentally, that it was spontaneous combustion. And then he prayed just a simple prayer and said, God, let the people know that you are the true God and that I'm your prophet and that I've done all of these things at your word. And I mean, after just a simple prayer, the fire of God fell and consumed the sacrifice, all of this wood that had been saturated with water. It consumed the stones. This was miraculous. And you've got to remember that there hadn't been rain or dew for three and a half years. Over 1,200 days, it had been in a drought. And later, I'm going to get to these verses in just a moment, Elijah went to praying for the end of the drought, and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. So when this fire fell from heaven, it wasn't like there was clouds and this was a lightning strike and it was just accidental and somehow or another you could explain it away in some natural term. There wasn't any clouds in the sky. There was nothing but the fire of God fell from heaven. And when this happened, look at what the people said. Let me go back to verse 38. This is 1 Kings 18, 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. Man, this is awesome. Would to God that we had some people that were bold enough and had enough faith in God to just sit here and say that, you know what, we will demonstrate the power of God to you. You know, I'm certainly not a perfect example of this. Man, I'm growing and God's still... I, I've got a long ways to go. I hadn't arrived, but I've left. And there have actually been times when I've been in a meeting where nothing was happening. I mean, the people were just dead. If you called 911 and reported that somebody died, they would have to carry out half the people in the congregation to find the dead person. I mean, it was dead. I remember one time being in a church over in, in Ireland, 
AND I DON'T KNOW ALL OF THE DETAILS, BUT EVERYBODY IN THIS CHURCH, THERE'S PROBABLY ONLY A HUNDRED PEOPLE IN THIS CHURCH, AND uh, EVERYBODY IN THERE WAS OLD EXCEPT FOR ONE LADY THAT HAD A GROUP OF KIDS SITTING WITH HER ON THE FRONT ROW. BUT I MEAN, EVERYBODY IN THERE WAS OLD. THEY WERE IN WHEELCHAIRS, ON WALKERS, AND uh, THIS HAS BEEN MAYBE 15 YEARS AGO OR SO, AND SO I WAS 15 YEARS YOUNGER. THEY MAY HAVE BEEN ONLY MY AGE NOW. I DON'T KNOW, BUT ANYWAY, uh, I GOT UP TO MINISTER, AND IT'S LIKE THEY WERE ALL FALLING ASLEEP, AND IT JUST WASN'T WORKING. SO I JUST STOPPED RIGHT IN THE MIDDLE OF MY MESSAGE, AND I SAID, YOU KNOW WHAT? WE'RE GOING TO HAVE SOME SHOW AND TELL. I SAID, I SEE SOME OF YOU ON WHEELCHAIRS, WALKERS. WE'RE GOING TO DEMONSTRATE THE POWER OF GOD. WE'VE GOT TO DO SOMETHING TO WAKE YOU UP. AND I JUST STARTED PRAYING, AND I ASKED GOD TO GIVE ME a uh, WORD OF WISDOM, a WORD OF KNOWLEDGE. AND THIS WOMAN SITTING ON THE FRONT ROW WITH HER KIDS, uh, she, SHE WAS A LOT OLDER THAN THESE KIDS. I DIDN'T KNOW THE SITUATIONS. FIRST TIME I'D EVER SEEN THEM. NOBODY HAD EVER TOLD ME ANYTHING ABOUT THEM. BUT I JUST, AS I WAS PRAYING, GOD SHOWED ME THIS WOMAN AND SAID, YOU'RE GRIEVING OVER THE LOSS OF SOMEBODY WHO HAS DIED CLOSE TO YOU. AND I JUST STARTED PROPHESYING TO THIS WOMAN AND, and READING HER MAIL AND SAYING THINGS. AND I SAID, AND THESE KIDS, I SAID, uh, SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER, THEY'RE AFFECTED BY WHAT YOU'RE TALKING ABOUT, AND YOU HAVE BEEN SITTING HERE SAYING, WHY DID GOD LET THIS HAPPEN? I SAID, GOD DIDN'T DO IT. THIS WAS JUST AN ATTACK OF THE DEVIL. AND I STARTED MINISTERING TO HER, AND WHEN I DID, YOU COULD TELL BY THE REACTION OF THE OTHER PEOPLE THAT ALL, THAT I MEAN, I HIT A NERVE. THIS WAS SOMETHING THAT EVERYBODY RECOGNIZED, THAT THIS WAS GOD SPEAKING THROUGH ME, BECAUSE I'D NEVER SEEN THIS WOMAN OR ANYTHING. I FOUND OUT AFTER THE SERVICE THAT THIS WAS THE PREVIOUS PASTOR'S WIFE AND THAT SHE WAS THE GRANDMOTHER OF THESE CHILDREN AND HER, her I THINK IT WAS EITHER SON OR DAUGHTER, ANYWAY, their, THEIR CHILD HAD DIED IN A FIRE AND THE PARENTS WERE DEAD AND THESE WERE THE GRANDKIDS THAT THIS WOMAN WAS HAVING TO RAISE AND SHE WAS JUST IN A BAD PLACE. I THINK HER HUSBAND HAD DIED. SHE WAS NOW HAVING TO RAISE THESE KIDS. AND ANYWAY, I WAS JUST SPEAKING OUT THESE THINGS. THERE WAS NO WAY I COULD HAVE KNOWN IT. IT WAS THE POWER OF GOD. IT WAS LIKE FIRE FALLING FROM HEAVEN, AND THEY SAW THE MIRACULOUS POWER OF GOD, AND IT WOKE UP ALL OF THESE PEOPLE. AND THEN I STARTED PRAYING FOR PEOPLE, AND PEOPLE CAME OUT OF WHEELCHAIRS, AND uh, IT WAS AWESOME. MATTER OF FACT, uh, SMITH WIGGLESWORTH USED TO MINISTER IN THAT EXACT CHURCH AND THERE WAS A WOMAN THERE, AN ELDERLY WOMAN, WHO CAME UP TO ME AND SAID, MAN, THIS REMINDED ME OF THE TIMES THAT SMITH WIGGLESWORTH USED TO MINISTER IN THIS CHURCH. WE USED TO SEE MIRACLES LIKE THIS HAPPEN. AND ANYWAY, THE POINT I'M MAKING IS THAT WE NEED MORE OF THAT. WE NEED MORE DEMONSTRATION OF THE POWER OF GOD. AND SAD TO SAY, THERE'S SO MANY MINISTERS TODAY THAT ARE JUST PROCLAIMING THINGS, BUT THERE'S NO POWER TO BACK IT UP. AND YET IN THE NEW TESTAMENT, WHEN PAUL'S AUTHORITY WAS CHALLENGED. PAUL, DURING THE FIRST uh, THREE OR FOUR CHAPTERS OF 1 CORINTHIANS, WAS DEFENDING HIS AUTHORITY AND TALKING ABOUT, YOU KNOW, THAT SOME SAY I'M OF APOLLOS AND SOME OF I'M OF CEPHAS, BUT I'M THE ONE WHO BROUGHT THE GOSPEL TO YOU. YOU COULD HAVE A THOUSAND INSTRUCTORS, BUT YOU'VE ONLY GOT ONE FATHER. AND HE WAS DEFENDING HIS POSITION TO SPEAK INTO THEIR LIVES. BUT FINALLY, OVER IN 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 4, HE JUST SAID, THE KINGDOM OF GOD ISN'T IN WORD, BUT IN POWER AND IN DEMONSTRATION OF THE SPIRIT. AND HE SAID, WHEN I COME, UNLESS A PERSON IS ABLE TO BACK UP 
the claims that they're making by demonstrating the supernatural power of God through healing people, deliverance, or whatever. If there isn't any action, if there isn't any power in their life, then I'm going to command them to shut up. And only those that can demonstrate the power of God have a right to speak. SO THIS IS HOW PAUL DEALT WITH THINGS. IN OTHER WORDS, IT'S SIMILAR TO THIS RIGHT HERE. HE SAYS, YOU KNOW, WE'LL CALL ALL OF THESE PEOPLE TOGETHER THAT CLAIM THAT THEY ARE SPOKESMEN FOR GOD. AND IF THEY CAN'T BACK IT UP WITH SOME TANGIBLE EVIDENCE IN THEIR LIFE, WELL, THEN WE AREN'T GOING TO LISTEN TO THEM. AND THIS IS WHAT JESUS SAID OVER IN THE 16TH CHAPTER OF THE BOOK OF ACTS. HE SAID THAT HE WENT WITH THEM AND WORKED WITH THEM, CONFIRMING THE WORD WITH SIGNS AND WONDERS FOLLOWING. GOD CONFIRMS THE TRUE PREACHING OF HIS WORD WITH SIGNS AND WONDERS FOLLOWING. A PERSON WHO IS ONLY PROCLAIMING WORDS, BUT YOU CAN'T SEE THE CHANGED LIVES, YOU CAN'T SEE PEOPLE HEALED, YOU CAN'T SEE PEOPLE DELIVERED, YOU CAN'T SEE PEOPLE PROSPERED FINANCIALLY, YOU CAN'T SEE ANY EVIDENCE OF IT. IT'S JUST WORDS. WELL, THEN WE NEED MINISTERS THAT'LL STAND UP AND SAY, LOOK, IF IT'S THE TRUE WORD OF GOD, HE'LL CONFIRM IT WITH SIGNS AND WONDERS FOLLOWING. I KNOW THAT WHAT I'M SAYING IS NOT NORMAL, AND I KNOW THAT THIS TAKES A LARGE SEGMENT OF THE BODY OF CHRIST TO PROCLAIM WORDS ONLY, BUT THEY DON'T DEMONSTRATE THE POWER OF GOD IN THEIR LIFE, AND IT PUTS THEM IN A BAD LIGHT. BUT I TELL YOU, I BELIEVE THAT THIS IS EXACTLY WHAT THE WORD IS SAYING. WE NEED MORE PEOPLE LIKE ELIJAH THAT WILL JUST CHALLENGE THE PEOPLE WHO ARE SPOUTING THEIR OPINION ABOUT GOD, BUT THEY CAN'T DEMONSTRATE IT THROUGH THEIR LIFE. WE NEED MORE ELIJAHS THAT WILL STAND UP AND CHALLENGE THE PEOPLE. AND WHEN THE PEOPLE SAW THE FIRE FROM GOD FALL, THEY SAID, THE LORD, HE IS THE GOD. THE LORD, HE IS THE GOD. AND LOOK AT THIS IN VERSE 40. IT SAYS, AND ELIJAH SAID UNTO THEM, TAKE THE PROPHETS OF BAAL. LET NOT ONE OF THEM ESCAPE. YOU KNOW, THERE WAS 450 PROPHETS OF BAAL, AND THEN THERE WAS 400 uh, PROPHETS OF THE GROVES, BUT ALL OF THEM WERE BAAL WORSHIPERS. IF YOU ADD ALL OF THIS TOGETHER, THAT'S A TOTAL OF 850. WE DON'T KNOW IF HE ONLY DEALT WITH THE 450 OR IF IT WAS THE PROPHETS OF THE GROVES ALSO, BUT ALTOGETHER, EITHER 450 OR 850 PROPHETS OF BAAL. HE SAID, LET NOT ONE OF THEM ESCAPE, AND THEY TOOK THEM, AND ELIJAH BROUGHT THEM DOWN TO THE BROOK KISHON AND SLEW THEM THERE. AND SO, YOU KNOW, IN THE NEW COVENANT TODAY, WE HAVE A DIFFERENT COVENANT. AND IT'S ACTS CHAPTER 13, I BELIEVE IT'S VERSE 38, THAT SAYS THAT THERE'S A DIFFERENCE BETWEEN THE OLD COVENANT AND THE NEW COVENANT. IN THE NEW COVENANT, uh, PEOPLE CAN BE CLEANSED FROM ALL THINGS FROM WHICH THEY COULD NOT BE CLEANSED UNDER THE LAW OF MOSES. SO IN THE NEW COVENANT, WE DON'T KILL THOSE WHO OPPOSE THE GOSPEL AND WHO SPEAK AGAINST IT, THE PEOPLE WHO ARE THE PROPHETS OF BAAL. WE DON'T KILL THEM TODAY BECAUSE GOD CAN CHANGE THEM. AND SO WE HAVE A DIFFERENT COVENANT TODAY. AND MAN, WITHOUT ME GOING INTO A LOT OF DETAIL ON THIS, LET ME JUST MENTION THAT THERE ARE SOME PEOPLE WHO READ THE OLD COVENANT AND THEY SEE THAT WHERE GOD COMMANDED THE PEOPLE TO GO IN AND KILL THE MEN, THE WOMEN, THE CHILDREN, ETC., AND THEY JUST THINK THAT THIS IS BARBARIC AND THEY USE THAT TO DISCREDIT THE ENTIRE BIBLE AND CHRISTIANITY. BUT YOU'VE GOT TO REMEMBER THAT UNDER THE OLD COVENANT, PEOPLE COULD NOT BE BORN AGAIN. THEY COULDN'T BE DELIVERED FROM DEMONIC STUFF. AND THE PEOPLE IN THE a PROMISED LAND, THE CANAANITES, THE HITTITES, THE PERIZZITES, ALL OF THOSE OTHER ITES, THESE PEOPLE WERE GIVEN OVER TO DEMONIC STUFF. THEY LIVED, THEY PRACTICED BESTIALITY WHERE THEY HAD SEX 
WITH ANIMALS. THIS WAS A COMMON PRACTICE AMONG THESE PEOPLE. AND THEY WERE SO DEMON-POSSESSED THAT YOU COULDN'T BE DELIVERED IN THOSE DAYS. YOU COULDN'T BE BORN AGAIN. You, ONCE A PERSON WAS ALLOWED THE DEVIL INTO THEIR LIFE TO THAT DEGREE, IT WAS LIKE A CANCER IN A BODY. AND THE ONLY THING YOU COULD DO IS JUST CUT IT OUT AND GET RID OF IT. AND SO GOD SAID, GO IN AND WIPE THEM OUT, MEN, WOMEN, CHILDREN, AND EVEN THE ANIMALS, BECAUSE THEY WERE DEMON-POSSESSED. TODAY WE DON'T DO THAT BECAUSE JESUS HAS COME AND NOW CAN SET ANY PERSON FREE FROM ANY DEMONIC BONDAGE. YOU DON'T JUST KILL THEM. BUT IT WAS SIMILAR TO LIKE A CANCER IN A BODY. EVEN THOUGH IT'S TERRIBLE TO CUT OFF A PART OF A PERSON'S BODY, IT'S AN ATTEMPT TO SAVE THE LIFE OF THAT ENTIRE PERSON. YOU MAY HAVE TO SACRIFICE A PIECE OF THEIR BODY. WELL, LIKEWISE, UNDER THE OLD COVENANT, GOD ALLOWED AND ACTUALLY COMMANDED PEOPLE TO GO IN AND KILL EVERYONE BECAUSE THEY WERE JUST DEMON-POSSESSED AND IT WAS LIKE AN INFECTION AND IF IT WASN'T DEALT WITH, IT WOULD HAVE CORRUPTED THE ENTIRE WORLD AND SOCIETY. WELL, THIS IS THE REASON THAT HE WENT DOWN AND KILLED ALL OF THESE PROPHETS OF BAAL. WE DON'T DO THIS TODAY, BUT THERE STILL IS A LESSON TO LEARN HERE, AND THAT IS THAT ELIJAH DIDN'T COMPROMISE WITH THE ENEMY. HE HAD AN ATTITUDE THAT DIDN'T JUST RESIST THE DEVIL UNTIL HE GOT A LITTLE BIT OF DELIVERANCE AND THEN HE BACKED OFF. NO, HE FOUGHT THE DEVIL UNTIL HE ABSOLUTELY DESTROYED THEM. YOU KNOW, uh, 2 SAMUEL CHAPTER 22, I BELIEVE IT'S VERSE 38, BUT IT SAYS THAT DAVID WAS SAYING THAT HE FOUGHT THE ENEMY AND PURSUED THEM UNTIL HE HAD DESTROYED THEM. NOW THAT IS SIGNIFICANT BECAUSE DAVID FOUGHT FOR THE LORD AND HE WAS FIGHTING THE ENEMIES OF ISRAEL AND HE DIDN'T JUST CHASE THEM OVER THE HILL AND WIN A BATTLE AND LEAVE THEM TO REGROUP AND COME BACK AND FIGHT ANOTHER DAY. DAVID FOUGHT HIS ENEMIES UNTIL HE HAD LITERALLY ANNIHILATED THEM. AND SAD TO SAY, TOO MANY CHRISTIANS WILL JUST RESIST THE DEVIL AND THE NEGATIVE CIRCUMSTANCES THAT HE IS THROWING AGAINST THEM UNTIL THEY GET RELIEF. LIKE, FOR INSTANCE, I'VE HAD MANY PEOPLE COME TO ME AND IN THE AREA OF PHYSICAL HEALING, THEY WILL HAVE A TERRIBLE PAIN. I MEAN, THEY'RE INCAPACITATED OR SOMETHING, AND THEY WILL BELIEVE GOD TO THE POINT THAT THINGS GET BETTER. AND IF IT ISN'T COMPLETELY GONE, WELL, THEN THEY WILL JUST ALLOW IT TO HANG AROUND SAYING, WELL, IT'S BETTER. I CAN LIVE WITH IT NOW. WE DON'T NEED TO HAVE THAT ATTITUDE. WE NEED TO HAVE THIS ATTITUDE THAT ELIJAH HAD, THAT YOU JUST DON'T CALL FIRE DOWN OUT OF HEAVEN AND WIN THE BATTLE, BUT THEN KNOW YOU PURSUE UNTIL YOU DESTROY YOUR ENEMIES. NOW, AGAIN, UNDER THE NEW COVENANT, WE DON'T KILL THOSE WHO STAND AGAINST THE GOSPEL AND STUFF LIKE THIS, BUT WE NEED TO HAVE NO COMPROMISE. WE DON'T NEED TO MAKE, uh, YOU KNOW, COMPROMISES WITH THE ENEMY. I'M NOT GOING TO TRY AND GET TOO POLITICAL RIGHT HERE, BUT THIS IS ONE OF THE THINGS THAT HAPPENS WITH THE MORAL PEOPLE WHO GET INTO GOVERNMENT. THEY CONSTANTLY ARE WANTING TO COMPROMISE. THEY WILL RESIST EVIL TO A DEGREE, BUT THEY ARE MORE uh, CONCILIATORY. THEY ARE MORE COMPROMISING THAN THE OTHER SIDE. THE OTHER SIDE, MAN, WILL NOT TOLERATE MORALITY. THEY COME AGAINST YOU, AND IF YOU STAND FOR MORAL THINGS, THEY JUST FIGHT YOU TO THE DEATH. CHRISTIANS TEND TO BE MORE KIND AND FORGIVING THAN THAT. AND YES, WE SHOULD BE KIND TO PEOPLE, BUT WE OUGHT TO FIGHT AGAINST UNGODLINESS AND HAVE NO COMPROMISE IN THIS AREA. THIS IS ONE OF THE LESSONS THAT YOU LEARN FROM ELIJAH, THAT HE DIDN'T JUST WIN THIS CONTEST WITH THE PROPHETS OF BAAL, BUT HE WENT AND DESTROYED THEM. I MEAN, HE KILLED ALL OF THE PROPHETS OF BAAL. 
AND THEN LOOK AT THIS, AND ELIJAH SAID UNTO AHAB, GET THEE UP, EAT AND DRINK, FOR THERE IS THE SOUND OF ABUNDANCE OF RAIN. AND IN THE NEXT FEW VERSES, YOU CAN SEE THAT THERE WAS NO RAIN AT THIS TIME. THERE WASN'T EVEN A CLOUD IN THE SKY. BUT HE KNEW, on, BASED ON THE WORD OF GOD, THAT THERE WAS GOING TO BE AN ABUNDANCE OF RAIN, AND HE PROPHESIED TO AHAB, THE KING, TO GET DOWN, HURRY HOME, BECAUSE THERE IS GOING TO BE AN ABUNDANCE OF RAIN. YOU'LL GET STOPPED IF YOU DON'T GO HOME. NOW, THAT'S A STATEMENT OF FAITH. THERE WAS NOT ANY PHYSICAL EVIDENCE OF IT ALL. AGAIN, THIS IS ANOTHER LESSON TO LEARN FROM ELIJAH. HE WAS DOING THESE THINGS BECAUSE GOD HAD SPOKEN TO HIM, AND HE BELIEVED GOD. HE KNEW WHAT THE OUTCOME WAS GOING TO BE, AND HE SPOKE FORTH HIS FAITH BEFORE THERE WAS ANY PHYSICAL EVIDENCE OF IT. THERE ARE SO MANY PEOPLE TODAY THAT THEY HAVE BEEN SO INDOCTRINATED, SO STEEPED IN THIS WORLD'S WAY OF THINKING THAT FOR THEM TO SAY THAT I'M HEALED WHEN THE DOCTOR HASN'T CONFIRMED IT, WHEN THERE IS STILL A PAIN IN YOUR BODY OR SOMETHING LIKE THAT, THEY WOULD JUST COME OUT AGAINST YOU AND SAY THAT YOU'RE A LIAR. YOU ARE NOT SPEAKING THE TRUTH. YOU NEED TO QUIT THIS. BUT THIS IS EXACTLY WHAT ELIJAH DID. ELIJAH SAID THERE IS A SOUND OF ABUNDANCE OF RAIN, NOT IN THE PHYSICAL REALM, BUT IN THE SPIRITUAL REALM, IN HIS HEART. HE KNEW IT. HE KNEW IT, AND HE TOLD AHAB TO HURRY HOME BECAUSE THERE WAS GOING TO BE A LOT OF RAIN. AND THEN, IT SAYS IN VERSE 42, SO AHAB WENT UP TO EAT AND TO DRINK, AND ELIJAH WENT UP TO THE TOP OF MOUNT CARMEL, AND HE CAST HIMSELF DOWN UPON THE EARTH AND PUT HIS FACE BETWEEN HIS KNEES. SO HE HAD JUST PROPHESIED TO AHAB THAT THERE IS GOING TO BE AN ABUNDANCE OF RAIN. BUT THEN, HE DIDN'T JUST LET IT GO. WITH JUST A WORD. NO, NOW HE GOT INTO PRAYER. AND IF YOU READ THIS OVER IN THE BOOK OF JAMES, I'M NOT GOING TO TAKE TIME TO TURN OVER AND READ THAT VERSE, BUT IF YOU READ JAMES, IT SAYS THAT ELIJAH WAS A MAN SUBJECT TO LIKE PASSIONS AS WE ARE, AND HE PRAYED THAT IT MIGHT NOT RAIN, AND IT RAINED NOT ON THE EARTH BY THE SPACE OF THREE YEARS AND SIX MONTHS. AND THEN HE PRAYED AGAIN, AND THE HEAVENS GAVE RAIN. IT DIDN'T SAY HE PRAYED AGAIN, AND AGAIN, AND AGAIN, SEVEN TIMES. NO, IT JUST SAYS HE PRAYED AGAIN. IT IMPLIES HE ONLY PRAYED ONCE. AND YET RIGHT HERE WE HAVE THE uh, DETAILS THAT HE SAID UNTO HIS SERVANT, GO UP NOW, LOOK TOWARDS THE SEA. AND HE WENT UP AND LOOKED AND SAID, THERE IS NOTHING. AND HE SAID, GO AGAIN, SEVEN TIMES. AND IT CAME TO PASS AT THE SEVENTH TIME THAT HE SAID, BEHOLD, THERE ARISETH A LITTLE CLOUD OUT OF THE SEA LIKE A MAN'S HAND. AND HE SAID, GO UP, SAY UNTO AHAB, PREPARE THY CHARIOT, GET THEE DOWN, THAT THE RAIN STOP THEE NOT. AND IT CAME TO PASS IN THE MEANWHILE THAT THE HEAVEN WAS BLACK WITH CLOUDS AND WIND, AND THERE WAS A GREAT RAIN, AND AHAB rode AND WENT TO JEZREEL. AND THE HAND OF THE LORD WAS ON ELIJAH, AND HE GIRDED UP HIS LOINS AND RAN BEFORE AHAB TO THE ENTRANCE OF JEZREEL. I'M OUT OF TIME TODAY. I'M GOING TO HAVE TO FINISH THIS ON MY PROGRAM TOMORROW, BUT THIS IS POWERFUL. HE ONLY PRAYED ONCE, ACCORDING TO WHAT IT SAYS IN JAMES, BUT HERE THERE WAS SEVEN TIMES HE SENT HIS SERVANTS. SO uh, WE LEARN FROM THIS THAT YOU MAY PRAY ONE PRAYER, BUT YOU MAY HAVE TO STAND ON IT AND CONTINUE TO BELIEVE OVER A PERIOD OF TIME, AND YET IT'S JUST ONE PRAYER. YOU AREN'T ASKING OVER AND OVER AGAIN. YOU ARE JUST STANDING IN PRAYER AND PRAYING WITHOUT CEASING, NOT GIVING UP UNTIL YOU SEE THE MANIFESTATION OF WHAT YOU PRAYED FOR. I'M OUT OF TIME TODAY, BUT AGAIN, LET ME ENCOURAGE YOU TO GET THIS MATERIAL. 
I'VE GOT THIS BOOK ENTITLED LESSONS FROM ELIJAH IN ENGLISH AND IN SPANISH. I'VE ALSO GOT A STUDY GUIDE. I'VE GOT CD'S AND DVD'S. AND I PROMISE YOU THIS WOULD BE A TREMENDOUS BLESSING TO YOU. LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER AS HE GIVES YOU THIS INFORMATION. AND THEN PLEASE CALL OR WRITE TODAY. ANDREW'S COMPLETE SERIES TITLED LESSONS FROM ELIJAH IS AVAILABLE IN EITHER A CD OR DVD ALBUM, A BOOK IN EITHER ENGLISH OR SPANISH, OR IN A STUDY GUIDE. EACH OF THESE VALUABLE RESOURCES IS AVAILABLE FOR A GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT WHEN YOU WRITE OR CALL. YOU CAN GET THESE PRODUCTS AS PART OF THE LESSONS PACKAGE WHICH INCLUDES TWO BOOKS, LESSONS FROM ELIJAH AND LESSONS FROM DAVID, AND THREE ALBUMS IN YOUR CHOICE OF EITHER CD OR DVD, LESSONS FROM ELIJAH, LESSONS FROM DAVID, AND LESSONS FROM JOSEPH. THESE TEACHINGS WILL GIVE YOU THE CHANCE TO LEARN FROM THE SUCCESSES AND MISTAKES OF THREE VERY POWERFUL BUT VERY HUMAN MEN OF GOD. THE LESSONS PACKAGE HAS A CATALOG VALUE OF $135, BUT YOU CAN RECEIVE ALL OF THESE VALUABLE RESOURCES TODAY FOR JUST $95. GO TO AWMI.NET TO SEE ALL THE WAYS YOU CAN GET THESE PRODUCTS. TODAY, ANDREW'S BOOK, LESSONS FROM ELIJAH, IS AVAILABLE FOR A GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT WHEN YOU WRITE OR CALL. WE ENCOURAGE EVERYONE TO GIVE BECAUSE THERE'S A BLESSING IN GIVING. BUT IF YOU'RE SIMPLY UNABLE TO AFFORD IT, ANDREW AND HIS PARTNERS WILL PROVIDE THIS BOOK TO YOU FREE OF CHARGE. THERE ARE STILL MILLIONS MORE OUT THERE SEEKING THE TRUTH THAT SET US FREE. YOU CAN REACH PEOPLE LIKE ME WHO ARE TRAPPED IN THEIR HOME AND NOT AWARE OF THE FULLNESS OF WHAT THE GOSPEL SAYS, THAT WE CAN BE FREE FROM EVERYTHING THE ENEMY TRIED TO PUT ON US. I WOULD NOT BE HERE IF IT WASN'T FOR THIS MINISTRY. BECOME A PARTNER TODAY. YOU CAN BECOME A GRACE PARTNER OR ORDER RESOURCES THROUGH OUR WEBSITE AT AWMI.NET. WHILE THERE, YOU CAN DISCOVER MORE PRODUCT DETAILS AND DOWNLOAD ADDITIONAL FREE RESOURCES. OR CALL OUR HELPLINE MONDAY THROUGH FRIDAY FROM 4.30 A.M. TO 9.30 P.M. MOUNTAIN TIME AT 719-635-1111. TO WRITE US, USE THE ADDRESS ON YOUR SCREEN. WE APPRECIATE YOUR GENEROSITY AND HOPE TO HEAR FROM YOU TODAY. suspected of following the religious sect known as Christianity will be thrown to the lions. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on!
on the cares. You need to take a step of faith and start believing God for something big. God made every one of you for something special. The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. We all have a purpose and a destiny, and you will find that out when you attend Karis Bible College. Every one of you were created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is? Experience Karis Bible College during our Campus Days event in Woodland Park, Colorado, and find God's purpose for your life. Learn more at charisbiblecollege.org.